to this episode for this week. Uh, I'm very excited for this episode because I've been very interested in this particular subject. It's something that I've been curious about. Rodrigo, you tell me about a bunch of stories on, on, on some of this stuff, and you are pro for it and definitely yeah 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 so um uh so yeah so i'm pretty pumped about this episode uh i have two guests that are here to talk about this um we're gonna first expand one, your mind right now and they're gonna yeah it can expand my mind and everybody else's mind uh so first guest is Melly paluai and brian flash Melly, introduce yourself uh what uh well, why are you here well thank you um I am a registered nurse. I work in a ketamine clinic here lo locally in Las Vegas um, at Clarity Clinic. And I'm also in my postgrad for psychedelic assisted therapies and research at California Integral or California Institute of Integral Studies. Beautiful. Look at that. So, Brian. What's going on, brother? How are you doing? I'm great. Brian Flash. We were talking about his yeah. last name. That's a great <laughs> top last three. Name. Top three of all time for me. Oh, uh, Brian. Uh, so, so why are you here? Introduce yourself, my man. So I am the founder and uh, director of the Las Vegas Psychedelic Society. Uh, I supply a kratom to those in need and, uh, yeah, just plant medicine or all medicine, like psychedelic enthusiast. Absolutely. And so, like I said, I've been curious about this for a very long time because I've heard more positive things than negative and uh i like i said very genuinely interested in this stuff because uh uh I, people that you and i know that it's done wonders rodrigo uh yeah that, i mean, that, yeah i would say myself included the things yeah. that it's helped me with and helped me deal with like you even overcome. told me yeah because you've told me before you know like yeah the you, first time i did it dude no, but like before you tried it, you know, you've always been like a little, you know, uppity or, uh, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say you were an angry person or anything like that, but you were pretty kind of the story you, I get the tour story. I always tell people and you could tell me like how, what this sounds like compared to like what you've dealt with in other people. So the first time I ever did shrooms, I did 3.5 grams soaked in a lemon. Okay. So the lemon's supposed to like release the psilocybin and make it easily absorb and direct through the stomach. Yeah, it helps convert it into psilocin. Okay. So I did it, and I was supposed to do it with some friends, but they did it early, and I got off of work late. So I did it by myself in my room, in a dark room, by myself. Prior to this, I was deathly afraid of death. Like I would mm -hmm. go to sleep sometimes like crying because I was thinking about other people dying or myself dying and not knowing what was afterward. Mm -hmm. After this fucking trip... I still tell people that I got to experience death. Like it really did mm -hmm. feel like I got to experience it and like that there was nothing to worry about like in death. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it just kind of like went away and I fell in love with like shrooms and psychedelics. Uh, dude, you did it right. You Absolutely. did. <laughs> like, that shit sounds like a nightmare. Right yeah. <laughs> oh, bro. I like disappeared. I was it. like, dis I was like, I'm dying and it's okay. Like it's, it's cool. Like, and then it's, I it's honestly great. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, every time I try to die, I'll be like, why am I not dead? So, I'm not actually dying. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing that I'm afraid of doing it, is doing it by myself. I don't, I'm terrified because I'm afraid that I'm going to do something stupid, right? Like, you hear these stories, right? I know they're just stories and rumors and whatever, but it's just, you know, I'm so into You just it. go into your own head, bro. Like, well, yeah. You're not really doing, I mean, you could be doing stuff out actively, right? 
But most people, you're going to end up going into your own like head, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go within, really. Okay, so now what is the medical treatment? I don't know which one of you guys would know. How is it that it, how is it done medically? It is also worth noting though for people that are like afraid to trip by themselves, like get a sitter, man. Or there's this program so, called the Fireside Chat that more often than not is open. You can call in and they help guide you through a trip that like Fireside Chat. The Fireside. It's Fireside Chat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is this an huh. app? Yeah, it's an app. It's a phone wow, number. I've it's never like heard of a that. psychedelic resource. Wow, okay, so we're going to have to put that in the description. Yeah, we can put that in the description. Wow, that's amazing. Is there other stuff like this? Because I've honestly never heard of anything like that. Yeah, there's a lot of other programs. Well, Fireside Chat is the big one. It was just released recently. um, And all the avenues of, like, psychedelic help, um, that is the main one. Um, That's the the best resource out there right now. Hmm. It's an app now. You can download the app and just text them or call them. And oh, so sure. would you do this like w- while having a bad trip or before you go into a trip? Or while, both? during, whenever you can. Because sometimes while you are deep in a trip, you can't do much. You can't even like... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like how, if you're so deep into it, how are you able to operate? I can pull myself out. Some people can't, but I can pull myself yeah. out. That's the thing that I'm afraid of, that I wouldn't be able to pull myself out. So I would think that mm-hmm. I would need mm-hmm. a sitter. Absolutely. Sure. Yes. Um so that's as simple as having an app installed on your phone mm-hmm. and making sure you, you know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, pretty in, much. Because there is a little preparation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I said, see. so like I said, before we, we turned on the microphones uh, that I didn't know, I, I know very little information about, you know, about this stuff. And I know people that have done it and I know people that are curious about it. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I'm gonna ask you like a, a few questions that are very basic that I think I I think that people that are interested in mm-hmm. will want to know. So I, I would say, before, before you ask that, can I ask you guys a quick question? What what got because obviously you're a nurse, so this, that was your way into this. But what got you involved in ketamine specifically? Like, why are you interested in that? And also, you're like seeking the psychedelic degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what what is that? Why? I mean, like, long story? You want yeah. the long story? Yeah, sure, give, give it. it. Yeah. Sure, okay. So I was in the military, just like you guys were. And while we were in the military, um, a lot of talk about TBIs, right? Tra- traumatic brain injuries. Because um, that would happen when we're getting sent in country and get blown up or get shot at or what have you. Um, and there was something that I learned about called neuroplasticity. Um, neuroplasticity would be your brain neurons just regenerating itself and repairing itself um and that can be done through certain things such as meditation or just like nutrition and also psychedelics yeah um Mm. and just that that like catapulted me into like learning more about the human body and like me wanting to take anatomy and physiology classes and um eventually nursing because um it's such a I don't know. I was a logistics sergeant in the military and I worked a lot with computers. And when I got the chance to work with people, I'm like, I need to be working with people. I need a people centered like career. Um, And so that got me into nursing. And I mean, like on the on the you know like private side, it's Mm -hmm. psychedelics made me go into nursing. So I can't even. You know, I can't even say like before nursing school, um, 
I took psychedelics and it's like, actually, you should go be a nurse. Um, hmm. I'm Filipino and a lot of Filipinos are known as nurses. My entire family is all <laughs> medical and it's all nurses, doctors and nurses. Uh-huh. And I didn't want to do that. Went to the military, tried to do whatever I can instead mm. of nursing. But psychedelics is like, you need, yeah, you need to go be a nurse. Came full circle, huh? I came full circle. Like, wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, my my whole family couldn't tell me to be a nurse if they wanted to. It was psychedelics. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I mean, the psychedelic experience is extreme, man. Like some yeah. people get all kinds of things out of it. Yeah, and um, last year when the pandemic happened, I I um, became a travel nurse. And I went to Manhattan at like the start of the pandemic through the apex of the pandemic. And then last place I went traveling to was Texas and the apex of um, the El Paso, like um, second wave. And I was exhausted. That was like the most exhausting year ever. Um, Just like 80 hour weeks and like on my day off, the one day off I had, like I was just completely exhausted. And from nursing school and throughout throughout schooling, like I was aware of something called NAD, um, and NAD is a precursor to ATP, which is um, energy. That's how we convert energy, like our endogenous energy. Mm. Um, 365 days a year, 24/7, we constantly create ATP. Um, and I always sought out, I like sought out um, NAD treatment like exogenous NAD. Um, and with that, like I, you know, had an IV treatment. It was like three hours long. And um, I was like, okay, like this would help. And then I went back to work um, another 80 hour week, felt a little bit more energized. Like I don't drink coffee or anything. So that helped me for like three months. And then I finished my contract in Texas and came back home here in Vegas came back home and I was like, okay, I'm exhausted again. Um, I want NAD again. And I called up one of the clinics here. This is my second time like seeking out NAD. And um, I called Clarity Clinic. It was one of the first ones that popped up because they had like the best reviews. And the doctor there, his name is Dr. Liang. Um, he was like, okay, yeah, we have NAD, and but we do it differently. We give ketamine with NAD. And that just sparked my interest because I'm aware of ketamine. Like it, ketamine is given in the hospital. Um, it's, it's like a pediatric d- drug. It's, it's an emergency drug. Um, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I, I didn't think that I was going to get ketamine with this treatment. But he like assured me that we do this to anesthetize um, prior to your NAD treatment because NAD doesn't, is so uncomfortable. NAD by itself just feels terrible. Um, and I was like, and I told him like, oh yeah, I had this two, three hour treatment that was just, it was terrible. <laughs> like I didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I started the, the treatment with him. It's just a one-time treatment and he gave me ketamine and it is a disassociative anesthetic. And so I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel the NAD. Um, I didn't feel like my, my stomach churning or I didn't feel like, like my muscles, like um, like gripping or anything. Um, but I did go in this very deep ketamine, like, like psychedelic ketamine trip essentially, um, while getting the benefits of 
NAD. And after that treatment, I was like, you know what, I, I am currently in my post-grad um, studying, uh, studying psychedelic-assisted therapy and research, and ketamine is one of the drugs that we, we are studying, and this is so much in line with what I want to do with my life and what I want to dedicate my life and my career to. Like, I would love to work here. And so I started working there. Mm. Nice. That's a pretty, that's a pretty yeah. good story. Right that's a really good story. I, I wanted to work here, so I started working here. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Brian, right. what about you? So, so what made you go down to this path? Uh, shit, man. Psychedelics saved my life. Like, yeah. It's hard for me to speak about anyone like psychedelic. I mean, if we're going to consider cannabis a psychedelic, like I've been working with cannabis since I was 12. So it's like that they've kept me around mm -hmm. you know so now i try to get you know at least the support that i've found from psychedelics you know to as many as possible okay that's awesome man when was your first like psychedelic experience like in like the typical psychedelic definition so like 15 i dropped acid for the first time oh shit you huh? started with acid damn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is okay. it is it's it's right up there i mean yeah most people like start with shrooms i don't know why that's such a common i think it's like the using yeah. the door opener yeah i don't know it was just what popped up first really yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn all right um so so like i said i mean i don't really know that much and a lot of the, the people that are listening to the podcast probably don't really know that much either so i would say what is like the best way to describe a, a psychedelic like how would you describe psychedelics to somebody that doesn't know anything about this man i hate that question how do you describe the ineffable yeah you can't right. describe it it's just not i mean you could tell people like oh there's colors and shapes and all that stuff that you're gonna see and swirling around your thoughts right are gonna change but mm -hmm. i mean like which psychedelic as well because they all have really different like qualities yeah, because there's so many of them, right? So we can just like name like what what would be considered a psychedelic then? So the classic psychedelics are yeah. LSD, mm -hmm. um, psilocybin, ayahuasca, and peyote or mescaline. Those are classic psychedelics, mm -hmm. and then it branches off from there. Iboga as well. Hmm? Iboga and iboga. So it just comes down from there, right? Mm -hmm. So just all the just so starts. I'm familiar with all the ones you said, <coughs> but iboga, what is that? So it's uh, similar to like ayahuasca, how it, like it's an entheogen that's used in like religious ceremony. Iboga is used in Africa in ceremony, and it's also used like the active component ibogaine is used in treatment for opiate addiction. Oh shit! Okay. It is highly effective, but it is like potentially fatal. Like if you're like one of the few that it doesn't agree with. Okay. Oh, so sure. So that's uh, one of the extreme ones then. Yeah. I yeah. Guess. Sounds <laughs> like it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, so, and a lot of, so like you were talking, you know, earlier and everybody else here was talking about earlier. There's a lot of benefits that we're starting. Not, I guess maybe not starting to find out about, and we, I guess we wouldn't, knowing for a while but just it's way more research now right mm -hmm. uh to, with, with a bunch of them so one of the things that i want you said earlier that kind of made me think of this and i kind of wanted to get into you said uh, about the not neurogenesis uh neuroplasticity neuroplasticity so mm -hmm. 
you know, learning a new language and traveling to a different country mm-hmm. increases neuroplasticity, like, dramatically, like, shockingly amount, right? Mm-hmm. Now, they show that psychedelics have the same effect, if not even sometimes even greater, than learning a whole-ass language and going to a whole-ass different country and experiencing a different culture. Mm-hmm. And so neuroplasticity is going to affect, like, how well you learn, how well you um, maintain, like, um, faculties when you're older, right? Mm-hmm. Um but can you go into that? Like, what, like, how does that work? Like, how do you, if some, so you're going to explain to somebody like. You're forming new connections. Okay. And like, rather than using the same part of your brain that, I mean, in my case, I've fried. <laughs> you're mm. forming new connections with different parts of your brain also. And then you have neurogenesis where you're like actually recreating or creating new brain cells. But like that neuroplasticity is like rewiring your brain. Okay. So you do end up operating more efficiently and you can restore a lot of damage done. <laughs> for sure. Okay. It, do you uh, what do you So in addition to that, um it does help you reconnect a lot of things, um a lot of like formative memories that you have possibly forgotten or repressed over the years. Mm-hmm. It helps you reconnect that, especially in really deep trips. Um and I don't know if you've seen this like image of um, this this like graph, right? Of like a circle, and there's two of them, and there's one without um, psychedelics and with psychedelics, and there's points in that circle, and with psychedelics, like each point is like connected, like multi-connected, um, versus the one. Um, and this this is in the brain. This is of the brain, yeah. Okay. This is like of fMRIs. Um, currently, in my uh, studies, um, in the Harvard Neuroscience Lab, which is one of our, like one of the labs that's associated with my school, um, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, um, what what our instructors basically are showing us are like these petri dishes, and we've taken blood and and skin stem cells and um, put them in the, each Petri dish. And um, these are human, uh, st- um, human stem cells, right? Um, and we induce that to create pluripotent stem cells um, so it knows what to do and like what stem cells to make. Um, each one is basically told to become a neuron and your entire brain is made of neurons. Um, and we introduce different types of psychedelics in each one, so like one, one Petri dish is going to have LSD. Another one is going to have psilocybin. Another one is going to have ketamine. Another one is going to have um, ayahuasca. And over time, we're taking fMRI imaging of it and just seeing this neuronal growth of of um, these Petri dishes. And essentially, we're looking at neuroplasticity and neurogenesis in action. In real life. In like real in life, in imaging. That's crazy. Without putting someone in this grand psychedelic experience right yes so basically they're making brain cells outside of the body and then making it grow using psychedelics <laughs> mini brains little mini brains in petri dishes in yes. wow mm-hmm. so the That's cell crazy. doesn't you it's something in the chemical itself then it doesn't even have to ex- it's not the experience itself correct but i mean the experience itself that like that is that's the ineffable, like unexplainable. Right, they have no idea. Yeah, what. profound, you know, 
That's, that's where a lot of the healing is, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was, I was prior to this, obviously, I was like looking at stuff and like listening to different things. And I was listening to one guy that was explaining that it turns off the part of the brain that kind of like pulls everything together and is basically the ego. Mm-hmm. So then it allows the rest of the brain to just kind of like. The default almost, mode network. Yeah, the default mode network. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it turns that off and then the rest of your brain just kind of has fun. <laughs> Pretty <Exactly>. much. <laughs> Yes, it, 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 <laughs> it's like temporarily, temporarily um, dampening the structures of society that you've been living in, like throughout your life, your environment, your upbringing and whatnot, and religion and politics and um, your ego, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. your beliefs, for sure. whatever yeah. standards you've created for yourself. And it just dampens it temporarily. And allows you to open up your mind to other things. I mean, I don't even think it's temporary, man. Because I know a lot of friends <laughs> that I've right. introduced to it. Mm-hmm. And they went from, you know, being this, like, I don't want to pick a side, but mm-hmm. far whatever side. Mm-hmm. To then, like, really loosening up and being more to what I call the center. You know, like, okay. more open to everything on both sides and everywhere mm-hmm. from all different angles. And you're like, wow, like, this shit. You could see it. Like no, you can, yeah, you but like, so like I said before, like the people that we've talked to and me personally as well, uh, they've all had positive experiences and they're so passionate about it. Like they, they are, they're, they're advocates for it and they see so much positivity in it that, you know, they're trying to push other people to go ahead and, you know, and, and try it out and see if they're, they're, they're good for it. And I mean, I don't think, I mean, obviously there's things like fitness and, you know, different types of religions and stuff, but you don't see that type of like a dedication to some, you know, medicine or something that they try, somebody tried once. Like, you know what I mean? You don't see it in anything else. Like, you don't see people like, dude, try these fucking opioids, bro. They're so dope. They're so amazing. They're going to change your life. <laughs> you know, it's, it's this psychedelic medicine that really just fires you up. Like you guys are. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and like, with all the stuff that we're talking about right now, and we can probably get into the weeds about this next question right here, but like, why do you guys think that this is, it was so much good stuff coming out of this. Mm-hmm. Why do you guys think that it's not legal? <laughs> this is a big question. Yeah. yeah a lot. Uh, racist systemic oppression, like the war on drugs, the war on people. It always has been. It's also profit-based, you know, due to propaganda like Reefer Madness and things like that. You know, industry sets policy, thus oligarchy, and drug policy as a result. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so what I always tell people, like, one of the things that you see is that, like, our, especially, like, the way that our system is set up, there's always, there's always, like, a, a main thing, like, driving, like, money, right? It's been oil for a long time, and then it became the medical industry. And when you have something like this that can literally almost, like, wipe out half of what the medical industry sells us, you know, by just using this one thing, you can, you know, get rid of, you know, different types of depression, anxiety. (coughs) All these medications become useless if you're cured by this medicine. So I think that a lot of times, you know, politicians and different people that are in power kind of, like, put... Like, oh, well, we need to make this money, like, for the country and to keep jobs going and all that shit. And mm-hmm. they literally put profits over people. Straight up, 100%. It's, it's like big pharma, honestly. Big pharma and the FDA have been in bed for a long time. We have the solution to the opiate epidemic. 
Like Kratom gets countless off of opiates. You know, I'm speaking from personal experience. Mm. And we have the solution to the opiate epidemic, but because we don't get addicted, because it, we don't become dependent on Kratom in the way we do an opiate or the way we do Suboxone or Methadone, you know, the government will have nothing to do with it. And they're trying to criminalize, you know, at an international level now, our only hope for profit. Right. So the the head of the FDA, the commissioner Scott, well, former commissioner Scott Gottlieb of the FDA has business ties with Cephalon, who is the world's largest fentanyl manufacturer. Holy shit. The corruption is so blatant, they don't try to hide it. Mm. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, you see it all the time. Yeah, he, I mean, he's since resigned and gone to work for Pfizer. but do you think it it would ever in our lifetime be legalized within the next year two years easy yeah Yeah, you think so that that close huh i know so oh really wow i mean it's already legal in portions of the u.s Uh like so i can i mean senate bill 519 with california is coming to pass and they're looking at the decriminalization of psychedelics so uh what are like some of the misconceptions about psychedelics? There's a lot of them. And then, like I said, I've heard so many, you know, horror stories about mm-hmm. this stuff. You hear it on the news and, you know, all over the place. Right. And so, so like, what are some of the things that we can clear up about, you know, about psychedelics? That it's addictive. That's inconclusive. Um, we don't have evidence to say that it's addictive. Uh, it it doesn't form it's it, it doesn't have addic- like addictive properties to it, mm-hmm. um, and it, to the quite opposite, right? And a lot of times they show that it actually helps break addiction. Right. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. And like you establish a tolerance so quickly, especially to mushrooms, that like you literally can't abuse. Yeah, them. it's like, impossible to abuse. <laughs> fuck with me, homie. <laughs> you you literally cannot continue to take enough to like mess yourself off like right. it's nature knows what it's doing so like if you took a full dose of shrooms today and tomorrow you took another full dose you would get nowhere near there and each day it would get lesser and lesser like and you wouldn't get it yeah you wouldn't get an effect out of it after like three or four days and you would have to literally wait two or three weeks to get an effect again so that by definition it cannot be addictive mm-hmm. it can't be so so okay i have a friend that microdoses mm-hmm. every single day okay uh I don't he know. He doesn't get high anymore. Well, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't mention that. He didn't mention if you know he was getting high about uh, for uh, uh, from it. Well, from but he after the say, microdose, you don't get the high anymore. Like, so he doesn't. He doesn't get the high anymore. He it's just says that he does it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Subperceptual. That's like the that's the basis of microdosing. What is that? What, like, what are you? Can you? Is there anything that like a trained person could see different? Uh, in that sub-perceptual? Not actually, actually, no. Okay, damn. Yeah. So basically you want to be t- going with under 300 milligrams of uh, psilocybin-containing mushroom, right? Because uh, anything above that is where you hit quote-unquote liftoff. It's where like colors will get a little more vivid. The blinds might dance a bit. You know? I, like, <laughs> I like that takeoff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. like one of the things, like you saying that with the dancing and stuff, like, you asked to like explain like what the psychedelic. So like, there's also, and it just popped in my head. Like, there's a people are looking for like you to describe like a visual or like something. Mm-hmm. Oh, how do you fuck do you even say this? Like, you see what I'm saying? Like a 
sometimes it's beyond that. You can't even really like, describe the feeling that you have, mm-hmm. and it's beyond like seeing or feeling. It's like something completely fucking Just different something that you that could that ever you, like yeah. imagine. Yeah, yeah, like when people you hear stories, and this is where like my favorite part is the spiritual side. Like I love the science, and I'm a science fan all day, but. When it comes to the psychedelics, I like the spiritual side of it. There's something about that, like, it connects you, like, to the world and to, like, everybody and to each other. And just, just, it's a whole different feeling of being. That's the future of religion, period. Like, we all come from, like, indigenous practice that has an entheogenic sacrament, like, within their culture. And we're returning to those ways. So you think that it was lost? You think that it was... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like i mean look at the system we have today like we are so isolated as individuals cut off we're tribal creatures by nature mm-hmm. so it's like there is a systemic oppression and isolation through capitalism you know so so who who should be taking them and who shouldn't be taking them then those the water supply <laughs> I joke. <laughs> Do you know who Timothy Leary is? I think I've heard of the name. He's like, he was like a big guy. He did back in like the sixties and seventies. Like he did, he took LSD, right? Yeah, he was a major figure for the like sixties revolution. Yeah, like uh, and it, like <laughs> yeah, the story. Like the story goes like that from one year to the next. Like he took the, he tried it in Mexico and was just like changed completely changed and started like basically like a revolution in the that mm-hmm. whole 60s era that whole like would no whole yeah, yeah yeah love and yeah, all that but yeah so like who who do you think should be who's like a a good candidate for this and who shouldn't be taking this pretty much anyone for different purposes but avoid you know or be aware at least of uh mental of a history of mental illness you know like schizophrenia bipolar things like this you know it's those are worth taking into consideration uh or like anyone that's on an ssri what is that like an antidepressant okay Mm. anything like that you know okay and those with general heart conditions or liver conditions or kidney conditions that shouldn't be taken or should be taken um they should be very careful okay with, with any any medicine yeah um but including these natural like you know these natural plant medicines as well mm-hmm. yeah so okay so people that are suffering from mental illness or you know depression all that stuff should be taking them and the people that and shouldn't that, that's more like you shouldn't be taking it on your own right like if you have a doctor or somewhere that yeah you can, that was gonna ask should they be taking them by themselves or should they have a sitter so i mean if you only feel comfortable in the presence of another for sure mm-hmm. look for someone to be with you but like you know you were never going to open up to another in the way you are yourself so mm-hmm. if like you were really in need of introspection you know and going within like i've personally the most healing i have found i mean there's a, a group healing is a different sort of healing right but the deepest i've gone has been just alone mm-hmm. and that's my favorite just doing yeah. it up. So you like oh, doing by myself? it? Yes, you oh, like doing it bro. by yourself. I've done it by myself more than I have with other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best. Like you yeah. just go into a whole other like crevice of your mind. So what do you do? Do you like kind of just lock yourself in a room and just? Uh, it just depends on what I feel like doing. That's another thing too. Is a lot of people like are like, what should I, where should I do it? And how should I do it? And 
Do you don't really have to think about it that much. You just kind of like when you feel comfortable doing it. Like wh- if you're with somebody that you feel comfortable doing it, cool. If you're by yourself and you feel comfortable in that situation to do it, then do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't like force it and don't try to like set the mood and make everything perfect. No, so nothing like that. <laughs> yes, I mean, no, unless that's what you want. Unless you can that's what set you yourself yeah. up for some amazing trips with a little bit of forethought, right? With like uh, setting up the room and stuff like that? I mean... Like, have you been to a festival? Oh, right, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, you, you, I would think, yeah. That took a bit Just of effort. That. <laughs> Dude, so this is this is a trip, right? So I was in Mexico for three months. I did a backpacking across Mexico, and I went to this party, and there was I could not find any fucking drugs. Like, not, there was cocaine and, like, shitty weed, but I just did, I was like, I'm not, I'm not trying to do coke. And there was the, the whole vibe, man. It was so powerful. It was so dope my fingers started like tingling and I felt like I was high, like I had taken something and I had never felt like that, mm. not actually taking something. Mm. And you hear like stories about like how the body's able to like, cause these are, this is, these are your body's chemicals that you, you're just introducing a plant or something that uh, releases them or that creates more or changes, you know, different levels and stuff like that. Mm. Like, do you guys know about like, cause I've, other people have told me like, yeah, you can, you can do it yourself and all that stuff and stuff like that. And that was the first time I've ever felt like that. And you were sober. Is that what you're I was saying? Sober. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful, and I'm glad you had that experience. How is that possible? <laughs> I mean, we're all, what we're truly it? all connected, right? Like, I've mm. been to concerts, like, like I remember Erica Badu um, stopped her concert in the middle of, like, the concert and just said, everybody, put your hand in front of your face right now and just, like, put your hand out and let's just give this moment and just, like, channel your own energy for everyone here in the room, for everyone around you, for yourself, for your heart, for your brain. Like, let's, let's, you know, share this energy right now. And, oh, God, it was powerful. Like, just, I have goosebumps thinking about it. And, I mean, yeah, you, you have goosebumps. Like goosebumps. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, she's a legitimate master of ceremony. Like, she, you know, Erica Badu. Mm, yeah. And, I mean, she controlled the crowd. It is her crowd. It is her people. But, like, being in that crowd, I mean... It's that's crazy yeah, yeah. yeah i totally agree there's just some people that are like gifted with like you see it when I mean, you're at a festival stuff too somebody's yeah. having a bad trip yeah. and they like walk up somebody walks up and like knows exactly what to do what to say how to say it where to touch them where to not touch them and it just calms this person down and you're like bro mm-hmm. who are you mm-hmm. <laughs> an empath <laughs> an empath yeah yeah man yeah i'm like these are the people that would have been shaman like a thousand years ago yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. or that are waking up to these practices today true yeah 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 it's crazy, man. If, if, when you see somebody That's having what a bad I trip love. and you like help them out, it's yeah. a, oh, crazy. I and I think I would love to experience something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. What you experience is just feeding off of that energy oh, and just man. feeling it. Let's go to like EDC, that. bro. Uh, I don't know if that's the <laughs> kind of energy I need. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about EDC. Um, I got tickets. I've never been. Oh, man. You've never You've been to EDC? I've never been. I've yeah, been no. six times. Yeah, really? <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, I don't know. It seems like something I should do at one point, but for sure, dude. When you're when you're vibing to the music and that crowd is vibing, and I know that, and maybe it's the drugs and shit, but <laughs> for sure, it feels so incredible. And your friends are around you, and you gotta just it's it's an amazing feeling. For sure, yeah, yeah. That that sense of like connectivity. Mm-hmm. That, that's why I definitely like the fe- mm-hmm. the festivals and stuff like that. <laughs> although although I do like going for the drugs, it's also that connection and stuff. Well, that's the problem. I mean, the, I hate festivals, though. 
God, who are you? <laughs> I hate, you. huh? That, and that's you. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I, hate, you know, I don't like festival. I've been to one festival before. I went to uh, Rock the Bells, mm-hmm. and I had a horrible experience in there. But uh, it's just it's, it's, it's all day. The I guess the whole day thing and just paying ten dollars like to travel more than four hours away uh, from his house. Paying ten dollars <laughs> for one bottle of water and it's just like kills the mood. You, for you me. need some shrooms, man. I think that yeah, I, I, I would have a lot more better time <laughs> if I was on shrooms. What's the problem? <laughs> I think I would. Uh, so, in your guys' opinion, um, what is probably the age that should someone should give this a shot? All right. Or what's too young? Sure. That that should be that that's. Just, yeah, too young to to try this out. Okay, from a safety perspective, um, Mm -hmm. I would have to say at least 25 years old. And just in general, um, not many people will agree with this because many Mm -hmm. people are introduced to, like, marijuana very early on. But I have to say, if you are 25 years old, that is a good enough time. Um, That is when your prefrontal cortex would be generally generally fully developed at that point. Mm -hmm. I... And for men, it's sometimes 27, right? Because yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Like, I started when I was 12, too. Like, that was the first time I smoked a joint. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, after you hear it, see all the research and everything that comes out, like, I wish I would have waited a little bit. Sure. But, but yes. they're, all, they're all reconnecting. Neuroplasticity is a beautiful thing. There you right? go. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Wait, now you're reconnecting. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah tw- so, 25 for you. Correct. Yeah. Brian, yes. what about you? When you need to. Yeah. Like, I mean, there are people from different circumstances, different backgrounds that, mm-hmm. you know, may not make it otherwise. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was great for your, like, fear of death, right? So there are people that, like, are struggling with suicidal ideation that don't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, modern therapy is nothing for when you pay someone to be able to talk to them, it detracts from that interaction, right? Like there's a monetary exchange. And you also can't talk to them openly about suicide. Like if I mention suicide to a, a paid therapist, it's like you can't really, like they're legally required to report you if you're a threat to yourself. So that limits the conversation, it limits the healing possible. and through psychedelics, like, I've overcome a lifelong death wish. And I know a lot of people have had the same experience. And it's just a matter, like, of approaching things with respect, if not reverence. Right? Like, really do your research. Mm. And, yeah, when, when you need to, definitely. Mm. So, so to not get too personal, like, uh, how were you before psychedelics were, you know, introduced in, into your life? And I don't do drugs. I am drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, um, how was that? That's a great question. How were you when you were like eleven? Shoot, <laughs> I was eleven. Yeah. I was. I was a little kid, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you want to know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. I mean, you're a completely different person. It's you change. You, I mean, and you're still the same person, but you're just different. Like I was so angry before I really got into the psychedelics. I was so mad at everybody and just mm. always pissed and stuff. And 
like you said, people yeah, have mentioned like it a, to you. Yeah, and like I said, you know, before before you started doing all this stuff, like I want to say you were completely changed, but I mean, you're more mellow, more chill, just yeah. more, just like you know, I guess more happier. I guess I don't know. Yeah, it's just a little easier to see the bright side, right? I mean, it's definitely helpful. Like it's we can uh, often dissociate or detach from our thoughts, and sometimes just realizing that we are not our thoughts is massive. Right, like mm-hmm. the headspace that we get from meditation is possible through psychedelics. Like, I mean, kinda, right? They're they're different, but it is back to like when you should start taking psychedelics. Like, it's worth noting that there are mothers that give birth in ceremony. There are children that are given like psychoactive plants at a young age, and they are raised as such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all over the world. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, as mm-hmm. initiations and through their tribes and. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, well, I went to a place in Oaxaca called uh, San Jose del Pacifico, mm-hmm. and uh, the woman there, she, her kids would do it, and they were little kids, mm-hmm. and it was like normal. It's, that's how they do it. Right. Wow. I didn't, but you know, is there any kind of long-term effects trying doing it that young? Spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, what? I mean, I've never seen anybody get like a neg. Like you know, you see somebody do that's been doing coke for ten years. You know, you see negative side effects. Oh, of I that. mean, yeah. Oh. You, you see somebody that's been microdosing or doing shrooms for since they were teenagers. You don't. I don't see any like negative side effects from it. But no. I'm not a doctor either. So, hmm. have you? And you guys haven't, Melly. You haven't seen anybody uh, starting too young like that. See any kind of like effects. So, um, in my program, um, a lot of the luminaries in this Western psychedelic um, world, the luminaries from, like, the researchers from the 60s and 70s are my instructors. And those instructors of mine, like Dr. Maria Mangini, um, she did her PhD on LSD, but she's been doing LSD or psychedelics for much longer than, you know, her career um and she's doing just fine (laughs) she's she's a very successful Hmm. um woman she's yeah one of our administrators and um there's that that doctor that uh i'm gonna drop his name but joe rogan always has him on he's like a black guy with long dreads and he's like a really big advocate of like Dr. Legal. Carhartt. Carhartt, yeah. Yes, yeah. He'll be in town very soon in November. Oh, nice. Yeah, for the and psychedelic conference. Yeah, so he talks about it being like, you know, the only, like your addiction and stuff like that, it's more than just like what drug you're using. It's, you know, social, like what kind of background you have, what kind of like who 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 raised you, like how you were raised, like, you know, all the different things that culminate to make a person who they are type of thing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, some people's backgrounds are going to make them more, susceptible to addiction or to like the negative side effects i think of drugs oh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's not to say there aren't like people that are completely burned out from using way too much or oh, yeah, whatever yeah. their entire life you know yeah. like look, deadheads yeah 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 my deadheads and but also is that is that like uh and somebody else i i pointed out the same thing and somebody else brought this up to me and they were like is that from the drug or is that the culture that they're a part of that kind of like that's how you behave that's who you are you know what i mean like you're so a deadhead and you're like the, i up, mean like, when i say deadhead i'm just talking like hippies there right 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 different mm-hmm. drugs that treat your body differently you know people that are like 
there are people that are into meth, you know, yeah. they do meth their entire life, and you see that in a way, you next mm-hmm. level. Yeah. But, like, I mean, someone that's dropping acid every day, like, they're just more often than not. So, yeah. yeah, just happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. All right, let me pause it real quick then. No, go for it. Man. So, so like, so what we're talking about that you know is something that I've been interested in and I've been wanting to do. And you know, you said it's a healthy you know fear to to have. Um, but yeah, it's just like you know you build this you know these thoughts in your head and consumes you and you know everything. But you know, I think I feel like I'm very responsible. I try to take care of my body as much as I can. Uh, like I said, I'm a personal trainer, and you know, I, you know, fitness is you know, a passion of mine. So, uh, you know, I try to take care of my body as you know best I can. I don't. The thing is, <clears throat> with me too, is that I don't take anything. Like even when I'm sick, I don't take any kind of over the counter stuff. Uh, I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke. Uh, sometimes you know i'll do a, a gummy to to go to sleep very small dosage He'll do some weed you know but uh but doper? so so i just i feel like i'm so i don't know if this is the right word for it but no well, i was gonna say <laughs> i guess uh i don't know whether you want to say clean or pure or whatever it is that hurt no no no, no. so that like i said i don't no 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 like i said i don't know the proper word like, for it it's just it like i don't i don't i don't take anything anything at all i don't take I mean, but don't you drink coffee I, drug. drug i do i do take <laughs> i do take coffee i do take yeah i do uh do that uh sometimes i even take uh an energy drink and then if and you really if you really if you define drug by like mm-hmm. a change a change it causes in your psyche or your chemical state in your mind and stuff like that then working out itself is a drug because no, it, for it, sure. it causes dopamine release serotonin endorphins. release endorphins mm-hmm. which those themselves are going to have an effect on your mood mm-hmm. and in that moment your personality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which there's Therefore a reason you cut. haven't needed psychedelics. Do you don't think I need it? Do you feel like you need anything? I mean, you, I feel you like I feel it, right? I feel like I have a bunch of issues for sure. But then yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of uh, uh, inner demons for sure, and I have my own, you know, you know, uh, issues, and I wouldn't, I, know, I, I wouldn't, oh, I don't even know. Maybe I have some kind of. Uh, mental disorder you know i don't want to put myself in the same position we all do yeah yeah so we're seeking treatment so but you know sometimes you know sometimes this stuff kind of does consume me a little bit and does hold me back so that's why you know i was you know doom you know trying to get into this stuff and you know talking to other people that have have done this and seeing what they've experienced with it and like i said before i heard nothing but positive stuff and but yeah like i said you hear all you know the 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 bad things and you know people magnify it you know than what it really was or is or they don't go into the real details on what happened and you know so and i mean you guys probably know about this i mean it's about setting intention right like if he knows that there's something that he wants to work on it's about like preparation integration like Set, set, and setting. Really, it's like take into account your mindset going into it, the like your physical health, your sleep pattern. You know, like how well you've been taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. and then like take into account the setting that you're going to be consuming. 
whatever and like nature is great you know or somewhere you feel safe mm-hmm. with people you feel safe with mm-hmm. you know, and like uh, yeah intention setting an intention going into it it's like you're far more apt to get something you know you're shooting for mm-hmm. right so if you're like your intentions is just to get fucked up I mean then that's, you're gonna I mean, have them that's having, okay too but you know, okay. know that not Have okay. Having Not a great from time. a medical <laughs> having a great time is totally an okay intention in my yeah. book. Like people I think can so drop too. some acid at a like Grateful Dead show and, <laughs> and you're golden, right? That, that's a great intention. But well, what the about goal is to have fun? And that that yeah. is healing. Yeah, right? it is, hundred percent. But well, also uh-huh. the like the shadow work that you're talking about, you know, like engaging with our demons and like so psychedelics are known as like quote unquote non specific amplifiers. They'll bring anything up to the surface. Like, mm. be prepared to surrender to the experience. Like, what causes most bad trips, right? Fighting. Is like, you have, like, either some trauma comes up or, like, you're trying to assert control over reality. You're like, no, this isn't doing anything for me. I'm sober. And you're like, pupils are banging, right? <laughs> like, Dude, I tell people this all the time. Don't fight it. Yeah, just surrender to the experience and know that, like, you're in for the ride and approach whatever comes up with like a light touch, a sense of humor and curiosity mm-hmm. and you're golden. Yep. Mm. Like, but also it's a matter of like, so the preparation, but integration is huge because we, in these expanded states, we end up experiencing, you know, states of non-duality where we have the felt sense of unity. Like I recognize that, I am you, you are me, and we are all ultimately one. You know, these experiences that, like, those are massive for people that struggle with, like, socialization, things like that, or, you know, that struggle with empathy. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's something that religion used to offer for people. And that's what I'm saying. Psychedelics are entheogenic practice is the future of religion. Mm -hmm. But, like, these are sacraments. You know, these are sacred medicines. Can you explain Mm -hmm. what that means? Like, the first thing you said, what did you say? Uh, Sacraments? Yeah. So, a lot of these, it's like uh, communion, right? Wine and the bread, those are sacrament. Right. Mm And you're taking them as a part of a, like, spiritual ceremony. That, like, you know, connecting with divinity. It's a form of, like, divination, right? So, using these entheogens which are like more often than not plant-based compounds that like introduce the divine within like you become like immersed in spirit you know you go within to find your divinity and we've used these compounds both spiritually and like as healers since time immemorial you know, like all of our roots have more than likely some entheogenic practice. Right. I mean, there's so many crazy theories about Christmas and the Bible and where all these different stories have come yeah. from. And the Stone Dave theory. Oh, yeah. Stone Dave. That's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the one that I know is the one where they talk about like the fruit fermenting on the floor and then that becoming like alcohol and the monkey going to get it off of the ground and getting drunk and then expanding their mind. So, yeah, the theory is basically that we've co-evolved with the mushroom. Okay. Okay, okay. With the stone ape theory, though, um, it's more of, like, apes would 
what is it? Like they would follow, I think, cows around and mushrooms would grow from cow dung and they would eventually consume the mushrooms and grow their brains. Mm-hmm. So just an, another part of evolution that helped mm. us um, come from caveman mentality to what we are now, homo sapiens sapiens. But circling back to um, you, you know, taking control of your body and like working out and all that, Mm. like that Latin saying, anima sana incorpore sanos, um, that's just like saying a sound mind and a sound body, right? And that's that's what we want to get to, right? That's like the top Mm. of the mountain. And we like, as preparation, we want to be able to get to the top of the mountain um, and find our Zen up there. But the only Zen we can find up there is the Zen we bring there. Mm. Um, and with psychedelics, you get such a profound, like, psycho-spiritual transformation um, in an individual sense. Um, and eventually, this massive you know, global sense, um, like, a, like a planetary citizenship, like scale of humanity that you get mm. from the transformations that you get. And um, th- like that radical transformation is, is something that, you know, that you end up, like, you know, receiving in, yeah. in a psychedelic trip. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah go on if you don't so yeah exactly you you get such deep and profound insight from like different perspectives and angles that you wouldn't conceive of regularly and if you don't work to incorporate those into your everyday life then they're just kind of lost out in like the ether that experience is just kind of wrapped up in like oh i had this life-changing trip but we don't remember half the shit we learned Mm -hmm. right Mm. so like at the Psychedelic Society, every Tuesday evening from 6 to 8 p.m., we have a psychedelic integration circle. So it's just a safe place for people of all walks of life to get together and discuss their psychedelic or their spiritual practice. So it's like people, you know, curious about microdosing, people that, like, are shamans and healers that have been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's so much wisdom to be found and so much... Like, community is the real medicine that we're Mm. all missing, that we've been stripped of. So coming together and supporting each other in our practice, being supported by one another, is massive. And, like, it is beautiful because it's like, okay, someone keeps seeing this, a theme of a a polar bear comes up for them, right? They're like, what the fuck does a polar bear mean? So Mm. (laughs) like, bring this up, and then there's (coughs) someone that's like, deeply spiritually inclined that understands the symbolic significance of like a polar bear or whatever and is able to help unlock this whole polar bear situation yeah puzzle for someone i mean or just like people trying i mean so many people are coming to psychedelics for the first time and without a sense of direction things can go south (laughs) like and without a community to support you and without people to talk about these situations with we don't integrate them Mm-hmm. we don't remember them you know and the exchange that like social interaction you know we all learn from each other and it's beautiful man i can't recommend it enough so integration is like 
I've been doing psychedelics my entire life. I didn't get healing from them until I heard the word. I mean, that's wrong. I got unconscious healing, but I didn't get transformation in the way that I did after I learned about integration. Shout out to TAM Integration. Okay. So basically taking what you've learned and really putting it to use in your daily life. Yeah, and coming together with people, man. Like connecting with people that are vulnerable you know like being real the like face that so many throw on at their door is gone when you're in a room full of people that you know more than likely have eaten mushrooms like i mean it's it's a nice room of people right (laughs) you can be real with one another because you're talking like bad place to buy or sell drugs we don't do anything illegal there but we meet to discuss you know like things we're learning things we're struggling with we also have like a psychedelic book club that we're starting up and going to be offering like harm and risk reduction resource to the community and advocacy you know but we it's is it yeah community is the medicine it's crazy the feeling that you get when you meet somebody else that is into psychedelics like you would kind of just like immediately vibe like you know like yeah you're like you i'm gonna that, i'm gonna fuck with this person like this person that connection yeah yeah, yeah like because you understand that they're into that introspective type of thing too like they're looking for to be better to change to Mm. be a better human being basically and that's i think that's what psychedelics is about i mean i'm all for the fun part like i'm (laughs) all for the like do it for fun too but i'm also all Uh, for like the we need to grow individually to grow as a society type of thing yeah we all we all have our own journeys to self-actualize and to yeah to help society to be like more cohesive yeah Yeah. change the world save the world yeah and it's real cool yeah and it's real cool to 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 see and to hear you know other people are going through the same shit that you are going through so and to talk about your issues and experiences that you've uh faced and uh yeah i think i think community and uh talking to other people and just letting it all out it's it's a beautiful thing and it's something that i've been working on because i don't i'm not really good at that kind of stuff but i I, just doing it uh uh, feels so good and you know just having that connection with 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 people even just listening yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely just being in the presence of other people that are also engaged in healing yeah. Absolutely. And like you, I mean, Rigo and I, you know, we're, we're personal trainers. So we have our clients that, you know, they let it all out yeah, you know, yeah. to us. You yeah. know, they, they, yeah. they talk about their issues and their problems. And you can see them just kind of just having that weight coming off of their shoulders. And just all of a sudden they have the smile on their face. And, you know, and we're like, you know, I don't know about you, but like I try to help them out. And, you know, and I try to make them laugh. And, right. Trying to make a, uh, you know, if they have the same issues that I have, you know, I let them know, you know, you know, you're not yeah, not, yeah, pretty much that, yeah, you're not but, alone. And, that, and the funny thing is that that is one of the things that psychedelics makes you feel while you're tripping a sense of like community and belonging to like mm-hmm. everything and everyone and like that interconnectedness. Yeah, yeah. And it's that's that that's one of the parts that's difficult to like explain to people. Like when you really feel like you're you're like, whoa, I'm a part of this fucking rock floating through space. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, you you were talking about the significance of like an exchange. There's a major burden lifted from their shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. Like a burden shared is diminished by half, right? But if we recognize that we are all one, like imagine what that does to your load. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's yeah, really healthy to put things into perspective. Absolutely, I totally agree. Um, what are some of the side effects that we can be 
going through while we're, I guess, whether you're tripping. While you're tripping? Yeah, while you're tripping. Or even before you start, because it takes a while, right? Before it starts kicking in or you, you oh, take yeah. off, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or you lift off, right? Yeah. So, uh, so uh, what are some of the side effects that people can, could mm-hmm. expect? Um, increased heart rate, increase, increased blood pressure, increased respiration rate. Um, nausea. Nausea, yeah. You can vomit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you can have diarrhea. Um, and what else? But so, like, people, if people are experiencing that, that's not necessarily saying that you did something, you know, you got no, something no, bad no, no, or, or anything like normal. that. And that's then, obviously, normal. like, anxiety probably leading up to the high kicking in because you're like, is it happening? Am I, is, it, is it going down? Like, what's, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so, you're not experiencing a heart attack here or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I know? mean, and sometimes people are like, oh, I think I feel something. You're not actually feeling anything yet. You're just in your own head. Like, those first 30 or 45 minutes, you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) I mean, they can be uh, disorienting, confusing. Um, You know, it really comes down to the psychedelic as well. Mm. Like, I mean, you're asking a pretty broad question and you're like, what are the side effects? And there's like a full spectrum of these compounds. Like, you know, there are some that are great with people. There are Mm. some that even if you're in the company of people, you, like you're not going to be with them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, uh, but yeah, it's really just like approach them consciously. And it's yeah. on you too. Like, you know, some people have stronger, m- I've seen some people, you know, take full doses with me and they're just as cool as I am. And I'm like, wow, like so you're actually like, yeah. you got a pretty so it's strong It's all going to be just depending on the person then. Yeah. And then, you know, how much I think, I think this is a big one, how much you're really like letting go into the experience. Like, because I'm all about, I tell people, I'm like, dude, just let, let that it. shit go. Because yeah. mm-hmm. that's where the ride is. <laughs> dude, it's like getting on a roller coaster that you've never seen before and you're blindfolded. I hate roller coasters. Okay. <laughs> all right, so wrong fucking. Uh, I, mean, I have one. a weak stomach, so that's why. I okay. get very, I get motion sickness very so easily. So Look into the lemon tech. Uh, if you're going to be like working with uh, psilocybin mushrooms, like, and you have a weak stomach, it's really helpful. Okay. Is that where you soak it in the lemon? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's my. That's so the only that's way I do it. Right. That's the only way I do it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Then I'm gonna have to talk to you right after Dude. we. Then, but that's like your bro. 15, 20 minutes, and you're on the ride. Yeah. Like it's not 30, 45 minutes when you soak it in. The I'm lemon. good, man. Activated charcoal is amazing for like gastrointestinal issue. Like if you have a weak stomach for mm-hmm. anything, dude, it's. And it doesn't affect the absorption of like the psilocybin or anything. Not especially, no. Okay, I mean, cool. like, I normally take it, I'll wait until, like, if, you know, I end up with a really bad stomach ache, and it's like, at this point, I'm already absorbing most of this. It's right, like, oh, okay, yeah, that's true. You know. Okay. Are you writing this down? Because, you know, it's all right. Thank you. It's all locked away. <laughs> Come <laughs> to integration. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. that actually sounds pretty cool, though. I'm going to have to check it out, and, and you know, and talk to these people for sure fuck it bro there's people here that do bufo ceremonies let's just send you all the way and that's what full send be careful though. there are a lot of pseudo shamans out there too oh yeah man you know, yeah. people that like found a plug and think they're a shaman yeah they like put on a, some weird robe and shit and chant weird shit i mean not that yeah. there's anything wrong with doing that right <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I um, mean, just, there is if you're not actually saying it, dude. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> if you're just, like, saying your name repeatedly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is there other things that they're finding out about psychedelics nowadays, like, with, like, more recent uh, research? There's a shit ton. She probably has, like, a whole library worth. Um, yeah, like, it's it's actually pretty repetitive at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, alcoholism or or smoking cessation or suicidal ideation mm. PTSD. Um, PTSD of course depression anxiety complex PTSD um, I don't know like right now we're really just re re like um, like trying to bring up the research from the past mm. and um, yeah yeah, like couples therapy with MDMA. Ooh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Dude, man. You do MDMA with somebody that you're like with, like a partner or whatever. Uh-huh. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. Really, yeah. so, okay, so you've done, you've done a bunch of shit then. Bro, I'm all about it. <laughs> man, I like, I, I take like uh, ashwagandha, maca root. Uh, yeah. Oh, do, you've uh, tried ashwagandha? Yeah. Uh, no, you're talking about... Uh, Ayahuasca. Ashwagandha is like an adaptogen that helps your body deal with stress. And okay, lower. no, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it mixed up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's also great for your thyroid. Yeah, thyroid. Uh, long jag. I take long. Jag. So I, I like. I've, I worked at GNC for three years and vitamin shop for two years. So like, I love the herbs and natural like plant stuff. Beautiful. But mm-hmm. yeah, psychedelics are like. Man, my mom has like uh, PTSD and like she's addicted to op- opioids and she used to be addicted to methamphetamine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I keep trying to get her to take this stuff to see if it break something loose, you know. Like I always wanna, I tell people, you know what, man? It wakes you the fuck up. It makes you realize that like there's you're you're, you're in this fucking. I don't know. I, I like to call it a fucking video game, bro. And mm-hmm. you should be doing everything out there to have fun, to enjoy it, to bring enjoyment to other people in your own lives. Like, and you should be experiencing skydiving, scuba diving, surfing, fucking everything you possibly can because you're here for one ride. And well, you better fucking enjoy it. Yeah. Every day you wake up, play the game again. Yeah, and go one hundred fucking percent. Play your cards, get a whole new set of cards every day, and just play right. And it also, I think it breaks you free, and especially did it to me, like breaks you free from like, because a lot of people think are like, oh, I'm giving it hundred percent, I'm grinding and that stuff, and you're just working your fucking life away, like not actually doing anything that's gonna bring value to you know people and society and your children and other people's children and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that this helps you kind of like. Obviously, you're going to have to work. We all got to live. We, this is a society that we built, so we got to be a part of it type of thing. Mm. But there's a way to, like, balance being a part of, like, our modern society and still being part of, like, natural society and, mm. like, the natural world. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I, mean, I just went, like, on a, yeah, a, no, little bit sure. of a little bit of a rant. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing stuff, man. So does your mom, she has, like, she has the same worries that I do? Yeah, yeah, same thing. I mean, yeah. she hears stories like she has friends that have, you know, gotten stuck because of the PCP thing. The mm-hmm. thing we were talking about, mm-hmm. which is a whole different fucking thing. It's not even at all psychedelic. I guess it is a psychedelic, but but uh, not one that I would recommend to anybody ever doing. It is not an entheogen. Yeah, I don't even know what it is. I know I just know it's embalming fluid. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. But you guys, honestly, you guys are making me see things in a different angle and i am super down now to go ahead and do this uh uh uh, yeah man i just uh i think you know with 
maybe doing a little bit more research, maybe, you know, here and there and, and talking to further people, then yeah, I, I'm definitely going to do it. But yeah, it's just, uh, I guess pulling that little trigger, you know, yeah, man. you know, and mm-hmm. just jumping, <laughs> but commit. Yeah. Just that, that commit. Yeah. Pretty much. But yeah, but uh, yeah, you guys, you guys did it. Is there any uh, resources that maybe you guys want to like shout out or anything that people can look at either for dealing with PTSD as a military or anything as far as even just trying to try it recreationally? I'm going to hook you up with some Kratom for your mom. Okay, cool. So it saved my life from an opiate dependency. And yeah, so shout out Kratom. Please go to protectkratom.org to help keep Kratom legal. All right, cool. Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry, I'm blanking out. <laughs> um some resources and even if it's just like information that you might think it's pertinent to somebody who might be dealing with like i said oh. ptsd and stuff like that okay i don't know why I'm your clinic right other clinic yeah absolutely i mean like we we treat veterans we treat people that have gone through any complex ptsd and anxiety and um yeah okay yeah but there's there's also um a really good like local organization I, well they're national um let me try to get their information real quick but it's specifically for veterans and they they heroic arts yes heroic arts yeah, yeah. they're beautiful yeah. shout out heroic arts <laughs> heroic yeah. arts and uh mm. veterans walk and talk as well that's right um, okay yeah. uh, also bruno moya over at uh merging vets and players merging yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of good work for veterans all right cool uh for general information, go check out psychsems.com, psychedelicseminars.com. Okay. And yeah, for online integration, go to tamintegration.com. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, add yeah. those all to the description, right? Yeah, we're all yeah, we'll add those on the uh, the description on, on the on the page. And to learn more about psychedelics from the community perspective, dude, go check out the San Francisco Psychedelic Society. Okay. okay. Definitely. They yeah. have a lot of different classes and groups online. So, yeah. So, yeah, if anybody wants to check that out, yeah, I'll put all those links in the description down below so you guys can go ahead and check that out. Uh, but, yeah, man, I thank you so much for coming on and giving us all this information. Uh, like I said, I, it's something that I've been thinking about doing we'll, for a very, we'll, very we'll long be back time. When you do it. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to talk about my experience after doing it for sure. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on, you guys. Uh, is there anything that you guys want to promote? Anything at all? I know you guys gave out some some of the websites and resources, but is there anything else? So you were, I mean, one check out the Las Vegas Psychedelic Society on Instagram at LV Psychedelic Society. Um, so you had mentioned PTSD. There's a natural like alternative to MDMA in a way. It's it's an SRI, but it's really helpful for PTSD. And I do sell it on my website. So it's called Kana, K-A-N-N-A. Okay. And botanicalsolutions.com. All right, cool. Nice. Melly, you have anything to promote? Nothing to promote, um, but just know that psychedelics have been sens- sensationalized for so long. And of course, with your research and talking to other people, um, you're gonna have these expectations uh, when you start. And the best thing you can do is to let go of all those expectations. Mm, okay. Um, and just clear your head, really, and as much as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And go for the ride, right? Yeah, man, enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you meditate, it's great. Like 
try yeah. to get into a sitting practice before going in. I mean, it's just highly beneficial. I hate meditating. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, no, it's just very difficult for me to do. I do it laying down or walking. Yeah. Guided meditations are a thing. I've, I've, I've tried like the apps and all the other stuff. It's just like, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I, I guess I, you know, my workouts are like my meditation. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. My workouts are my meditation. I'm writing a lot as well. Journaling. That's kind of like my meditation as well. So when we all get together again, he's going to be like, I love meditation. I love, probably. <laughs> I love skydiving. <laughs> I love festivals. You know what? To- You're probably right. You know, <laughs> yeah, are you spiritual? No. You will be. And I have the spiritual awakening. <laughs> 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 and you know this what? shit's rough. There's <laughs> <laughs> a really good chance and a really good possibility that all those, are, you're, are, you guys are going to be right afterwards. Oh, yeah. so. Like, I met God. Yeah. <laughs> I am God. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh shit, you figured it out. We're all God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Awesome. Rodrigo, you got anything to promote? No. Iron Stance Fitness, man. There you go. Uh, Iron Stamps Fitness on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. If you guys want to hit us up for any questions, feedback, or business inquiries, ironstamptraining at gmail.com. It is worth Ryan. noting, uh, I did say Kana is great for PTSD. That's in my experience, not giving any medical advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not doctors or, you know, we're not giving any all that stuff. We're just stuff that, you know, we've experienced and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, all right, you guys. And I hope you guys enjoyed the show and checking this out. Bye, sweet. Peace. Thank you.